0: coronavirus pandemic has changed our lives dramatically and with many in the UAE and across the globe now dealing with a salary cut or job loss there's never been a more important time to diversify how you earn your income. If you only rely on the salary you earn from your job it can leave you vulnerable if that income suddenly reduces or stops coming in entirely. As the world struggles to deal with the economic effects of COVID-19, earning money on the side of your full-time job, whether through freelance work, creative talents, property income, investment returns or side hustles has never been more important. So what is the best way to diversify your income streams? And how do you identify what skill sets you can tap into? And are there any other ways to raise extra cash at this time? I'm Alice Hain, the Personal Finance Editor of The National, and joining me today is Zach Holes, a teacher and author of the personal finance blog, The Happiest Teacher, who has multiple side hustles to ensure he can always earn an income. Welcome back to the show, Zach. Hi,
1: thanks for having me back. I'm glad to be here.
0: These are very difficult times, and I'm sure you're seeing friends and family members affected by salary cuts and job loss. You know, we're all, in some way, we're getting affected by this economically. So this is why we're kind of focusing on this topic today. So why is it so important to have multiple sources of income at the moment? So I think it's always important to have
1: multiple streams of income um, because you know we live in an uncertain world, but especially during the times of the pandemic, the uncertainty is just cranked up to 11 as they say. And because of that, you know, I've known a lot of people and know a lot of people right now that are, you know, thought that their job was secure and thought, you know, they were fine. And then suddenly it's not. Um, And, and, you know, some people are in better situations than others. You know, some people just need a little bit more foot traffic back to the stores and other people are in industries that are severely affected and don't know if, you know, they're going to have to completely change career paths. So it's really tough. Um, you know, my brother is an actor, a uh, stage actor uh, in America, and you know, people can't go to theaters right now, so they don't really know what they're doing. And you know, they're trying to transition to other income sources and streams. But you know, I, I wish he had other things going on because right now he's pretty much at the mercy of some nice people that are sort of taking care of him, and, and that that can't be a good place to be. So the more income streams you have, the more diverse and safe your income is. Now, there's nothing saying that all your income streams can't be cut off in the event of a real global depression. But at the same time, you just want to elevate your chances. So the more income streams you have, the higher your chance that at least one or two of them are going to remain um, or even thrive. You know, there are upsides to this and you need to find what they are depends on your field and also where you are in the world. Um, So there's not one specific thing like, go do this job and you'll be fine. You have to figure out what's going on in your community.
0: So I mean, you're the king of the side hustle, Zach. It's something you talk about all the time, all the different ways that you earn income. So can you tell us what those different ways are?
1: So I've always kind of done this uh, for all my working career. Uh, I've always tried to have at least two jobs going on, sometimes up to five or six. Um, So right now I'm writing, obviously. Uh, that's, That's one that's still productive. Um, I have dividends coming in for my investments. I'm house hacking. Uh, So basically, I get a certain amount of money for my housing, for my job. I'm a teacher. Um, And then I live in a place that's less than that. And then I pocket the difference. So that's a nice little, I think, extra 30,000 dirhams a year um, from that. Um, And so, you know, I've still got things that are working. uh, But I'm also a musician. And of course, that's completely come to an end. Um, because there are no more gatherings with music. I don't think that they're going to be opening up music venues for anybody.
0: And you also do a bit of photography as well, don't you?
1: Absolutely. Uh, that hasn't been super uh, active lately, but I do corporate headshots and events. Um, and, and, you know, I've done that for years. I used to run a photography business, um, you know, and I, I've also taught photography on the side of community members. So I've ha- had a hand in the, in the photography side of things for a long time too.
0: So, how much of your income actually comes from your job as a teacher, and how much do you think comes from your sort of side hustles, so to speak? Well, the
1: last time I did that calculation, um, I would I made about eighteen thousand U.S. from side hustles out of a total of like seventy three thousand U.S. Um, so, you know, it was a lot. I mean, it was almost as much as some people make in a full time job that I make from that I made from my side hustles last year.
0: So, if your job suddenly ended. You would have, a, a, you know, in a, a different situation to now, perhaps, if your job suddenly ended, you would have an income stream coming in.
1: Absolutely. Um, and, and I am concerned about that uh, because, you know, I'm supposed to move to China. I've got a job lined up for the next two years. The school seems fine. You know, schools are opening back up in China. Uh, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to get into China, right? So, you know, I am worried that next year, you know, I'm not going to have a full time steady income. But, At the same time, I know that, well, I hope that, you know, my writing continues and grows. And also, you know, that my dividends stay there. You know, so like I will have certain amounts of income, uh, even if my main job ends. And I'm also saving up a lot of money. So just in case I need to live off
0: that, I can do that too. So you can survive, essentially. You know, if that teaching job in China doesn't come off, you can survive.
1: Um, I've got
0: backup plans on backup plans. And,
1: And a lot of that is, you know, for years, I've been preaching... And trying to live the ideas of living below your means, building up your investments, building up your emergency fund, so that if something happens, you know, and there's a downturn at the same time as the stock market goes down, you still have enough money to live off without selling your assets. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, I was right. And that's exactly what happened with this terrible pandemic. And because of that, I'm in a better position than a lot of people because, you know, I've, I've tried to live what I've preached and, you know, I live. On very little money,
0: and I save a lot. So, for other people looking at different ways to bring in income, I mean, how should they start this journey? If, if they you know, a lot of people just literally rely on their job. They think that's the amount I get paid, that's what I'm going to take home, I'm going to allocate that money, and that's what I'll survive on. So, if they now want to think about other income streams, particularly if their salary's been cut or they've lost their job completely, how do they start? So
1: I've come up with sort of a checklist of questions to ask yourself on this topic because everybody's in such a different situation. Not everybody's in the UAE. You know, not everybody has the same level of education or interest. So here are the questions that I think you need to really honestly ask yourself an answer before you can really figure that out. Um, What skills do you already have, right? You know, what what skills did you have in your previous job that you can apply to a different field? Uh, You know, what skills have you never implemented in a job but really Have passion about, you know, and what are your other passions that you want to develop? Um, And then also, what are you willing to do? Sometimes the jobs that are available right now might feel a little riskier um, because maybe it means you're interfacing with the public, you know, and you have to figure out what your risk profile is. Are you only willing to stay at home um, and totally socially isolate, or are you willing to take more risk? Uh, Also, what does your community need? what are the people around you really still needing and that you feel that you can provide? Um, Also, what are the things that you feel um, that you could provide that you also are interested in doing? But at the moment, I don't, I don't think passion is super important. I think uh, just trying to get out there, not getting fired, you know, building your own skill sets um, and and train, you know, training yourself for other skills that may be necessary in your community are the, really the things that you need to look at.
0: If we're talking about freelancing, I know there's lots of websites like Fiverr.com or Upwork.com where you can earn money by providing services that are suited to your skills. So if you're a great administrator, you can sell your administration skills. And, and these, these sites are global, so people can employ you from all around the world. So you can literally just log on, share your skills and start being hired. You know, somebody always needs something done. I mean, those are options. What other tips would you suggest for going about sort of securing freelance work?
1: Well, again, it depends on the field, right? Um, but like you said, Upwork and Fiverr are great options. Um, there's also you know, a variety of like, if you're, you know, if you're a writer, there's a variety of freelance writing websites that are just devoted to freelance writing. Um, you know, You can be a copy editor, you can be a proofreader. Um, you know, and that's, if you like that sort of thing, uh, you know, I'm not saying everybody has to be a writer by any means. Um, but basically you need to figure out what field you want to do your freelancing in and then figure out, okay, well, where can I find the resources for that? YouTube is fantastic. Every type of freelancer I've ever seen has a YouTube channel and they are often giving free information on YouTube in terms of how to get your first client, how to pitch yourself, um, how to make a more profitable niche that other people are looking for. And then, you know, actually going and doing it. And and a lot of it comes down to actually taking action. It's so much easier just to sit around and, you know, bemoan your fate than it is to actually go out, put yourself out there and and try because that can be really difficult. It can take time and effort and make you uncomfortable and you can face rejection, which is tough for anybody's ego.
0: I would say also here, particularly in this region, LinkedIn is a really great resource as well because it's not doesn't necessarily apply in other parts of the world but the the middle east region people really tap into linkedin and that's a great opportunity to sort of share your story and and make yourself an influencer so to speak in your particular field and i do i do find work comes through that
1: i've never really used it that much myself like i have a linkedin profile but for teachers it's not really important um and for the rest of my side hustles, it really hasn't come up that way. Um, but yeah, I know a lot of people that are really into it.
0: And there's probably a reason for that. You know, they must be sourcing work through that and consultants to, you know, share what they do and, and make sure that their services are available. You know, lots of people need that those kind of services at the moment. They need one-off pieces of advice that can guide their business or industry to get out of this particular crisis that we're in. But it's not only about freelancing. Uh, Other ways that you can uh, make money is through creative talents. I mean, you've talked about music and photography there, Zach. But lots of people are really good at making great stuff here. So for example, I know that if you have a creative talent, um, traditionally people sell uh, through flea markets here. But uh, you can actually sell through online marketplaces as well, such as uh, sites such as Sabuni and Flamingaroo and the Saffron Souk. So if you're really good at making something, then you could sell your wares uh, through sites like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And also Facebook groups as well. Um, I just sold my car basically through a Facebook group. Um, so, you know, they're still working and people are still buying things. You might have to lower your prices a bit. <laughs> But uh, you know, like there are definitely online options for being creative and selling stuff um, that's a more physical product.
0: But it's, um, how do people do this legally? So with freelancing, for example, and uh, they have to make sure that they've got a no objection certificate from their employer uh, so that they're allowed to actually work on the side of their regular job. I mean, how do you go about that?
1: Honestly, I've never had a no objection letter. I've always told my bosses exactly what I do. And they actually usually are very supportive. Um, a lot of times it's because, you know, if I put myself out there, I'm bringing in positive attention for the schools that I'm working at, um, whether I'm writing or being a musician, but also they like people who are well rounded. And I've always tried to maintain a good relationship with my boss, and they knew that this was something that I did before I got hired. Um, and so, you know, like, I, I find that maybe I've just been lucky, but they've never required me to get a no objection letter or no objections or certificate. And I do, what I do is, is legal, like for every musical job that I've had for the last five years, I had to get a license and that was never an issue. So, um, just make sure that you talk to your bosses, communicate with them. Um, hopefully it's something that are in line with their goals and their objectives and their mission. Um, but let them know that you're passionate about it and care about it. And you know, if if they're decent people, which most people are, then hopefully it won't be an issue.
0: Absolutely. And it's a very entrepreneurial society here. You know, a lot of people have regular jobs and they might also be running a business on the side. And that's very much an accepted part of the sort of culture of the UAE. Um, And also when it comes to creative talents, if you're selling through an online marketplace, for example, the moment you put your product on their marketplace, that makes your product licensed. So you can do all these things legally without having any issues. Um, but it's not just about side hustles, though, is it, Zach? I mean, you can also earn money through your investments. I mean, you mentioned your dividends. I mean, you have a portfolio of exchange-traded funds that you earn a passive income from. And the interesting thing is
1: my dividends haven't been cut. Like The value of my portfolio has definitely dropped, but the dividends that have been coming in each month have remained the same. I don't know how that's working exactly, but they, they, you're still getting dividends passively um, through your investments. Um, I don't know if people will then cut their dividends later as we see more repercussions in the market and the economy. But for now, that is absolutely a passive source of income. You know, last last month I made, you know, over 2,000 dirhams just from dividends.
0: And that's not necessarily income that you're tapping into at the moment, but it's nice to know that it's there.
1: Absolutely. I'm just reinvesting that.
0: But if, a, if somebody was desperate uh, and, you know, all other sources of income had suddenly disappeared, that that, that would give them a stream to be able to tap into. But ideally, you know, this is a long term plan for you
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm nowhere near retirement age, so you know I've got time. Um, if people are more closer to retirement age, hopefully they already have their finances set up. Um, you know and, and one thing I do have to say is, if you are looking uh, for professional financial advice, make sure that you're very careful and cautious about buying any products from people where the product will give them a big high commission. And you got to be careful because a lot of times those commissions and fees are hidden and you don't even know about it. Um, so watch out for very persuasive people trying to sell you financial products.
0: Absolutely. And make sure you keep those fees down. You know, that, that's the whole point of doing the DIY investment route like you, is to is to keep your fees very low because then you're not paying somebody else. And you're usually not
1: locked into products that you can't get out of with big surrender fees. And that's where people really get hurt.
0: Absolutely. And you always have to be very wary about what you're buying into, particularly at a time like now, because a lot of people will be thinking about financial security long term. And so uh, you need to think very carefully about what what types of products that you're buying into and make sure that they are the right products for you. Um, But it's not just, obviously, you talked about investments and exchange traded funds there, but it's also a lot of people have properties, so they can earn income from renting their properties out. You know, some people don't. Some people do. You know, have a buy-to-let portfolio. I do, and I rent all my properties out. But um, for others, they might use that house for, you know, flying into their home country to use for the summer. Well, that that's not. That's pretty much sitting redundant at the moment. And that is a great way to earn income.
1: And if you don't turn that sort of property into something that's generating income, then it's it's not really an asset in my opinion. It's more of a liability because it's just sitting there costing you money in depreciation.
0: At the same time. Um, if you've got an apartment here or you're living in a villa here and you've got a spare room, uh, you could ask your landlord if you can sublet that room. If you're going to struggle to meet the rent, uh, the next check that you've got to pay out and your income's being cut, why, why not rent out that room with the permission of your landlord?
1: I 100% agree. Um, yeah, absolutely. I live in a villa that's shared and I know several other people that do and it's a great deal. It's a lot cheaper. I have, it's been a, total blessing during this pandemic in a lot of ways because there's grounds on the villa and I've been walking around. So even when I couldn't go out on the streets, I could stay in the villa and still get steps and vitamin D and all that sort of stuff. So absolutely, if you can house hack your house um, and rent out space that you're not using, uh, I think that's a great plan. And, you know, people have to be comfortable with that, you know, in terms of inviting people in during a pandemic, that can be stressful. But at the same time, you know, use any asset that you have Especially if you feel like your your income is unstable.
0: So talking about assets, then you know we, we all have a lot of assets sitting around our houses. You don't realize it. You've got your car. You mentioned selling your car uh, recently on Facebook. Uh, you've got all the clutter that sits in your house that may be unwanted items to you, but somebody else will want, and you can sell those through Debizzle and community Facebook groups. Is that something you've been doing at the moment, Zach? Particularly if you're relocating soon.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, I I like to give away a lot of my stuff too, uh, especially to those that are less fortunate. But you know, for large things like my car or my television or some pieces of furniture, I'm, I I try to sell those first um, before I give them away. Uh, but you know, I, I I think that a lot of us have tons of clutter um, that we don't need and is weighing us down. And and not only does could we get rid of it and turn it back into money? You know, if we have to leave the country for whatever reason to get another job or support family members, the less stuff we have, the less stuff we have to deal with when it's time to go.
0: And so how have you been selling yourself?
1: Yeah, I I use Facebook's buy and sell groups and I also put it out to my school. um, People at the school as well, uh, in case anybody needed my car that way. Um, And through one of those ways, the person that bought it found me. And uh, also... You know, things like sellanycar.com, they're still working. They're not going to give you a great price, but, you know, like, that you, if you have to get rid of your car, you know, I priced that out first, um, and there are still buying things at a, at a pretty severe discount, but if you're desperate, it's, that option is available.
0: I mean, I have to admit, I have been selling quite actively on the secondhand markets because we've got a lot of extra time at home, and I I do love a good old sort out. So I've been going through the cupboards and and selling all the the children's toys that you know I probably hang on to for a little bit too long. And I've got I've been selling through community Facebook groups and DeBizzle and I have a COVID nineteen method, which is I agree a price and then I. Pop it outside the front door, and they come and pick it up, and they pop the money under a rock, and nobody has to have any contact. And it's been a great little uh, money maker over the past few weeks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. If I had more stuff, I would do the same. But I've already been downsizing for a while, getting ready for the move.
0: And you've talked about that in the past because you have already downsized. You know, you you talked about house hacking, and but you've you've been actively reducing the type the amount of stuff you've got for some time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I just took three uh, giant trash bags full of clothes that are no longer fit me, and I donated them uh, to workers at our school that need them.
0: When you've been talking about downsizing, you know, reducing those big costs is another really great way to earn cash. You know, If people are in trouble right now um, and they are struggling with the big bills coming up, downsizing your house is probably the number one way to, to kind of pay yourself, essentially, a lump sum of cash.
1: A lot of people feel like, oh, I could never live in a smaller space. You know, I'm used to this. I need this. But I bet if you give yourself three weeks of the new situation, it'll become the new normal and you'll learn the benefits of it Um, as long as you can try to be grateful for the things that are better. Uh, You know, I love the fact that I can clean up my new place very, very quickly. And I love that it's closer to my job, at least when I was going into my job. You know, like, so there are definitely benefits, but you have to try to focus on the upside instead of the downside of what you're losing.
0: Have your finances been affected by the pandemic? Have you found a way to earn extra money? Send us your stories and questions to pf at ae, and remember that PF stands for personal finance. So, which brings us on to a question from a reader. This is from MMO in Abu Dhabi. And she says, my salary has been cut by 20%. And I'm worried about paying my rent on my two-bedroom apartment and all the regular bills. How can I make extra money to help me meet those bills? My day job is in administration, but I'm also an artist and spend my spare time creating. Can I sell my work? So, what would be your suggestions for MM at this time?
1: I mean, I don't know what type of artist she is. I'm assuming it's some type of visual art from the way she phrased the question, but I could be wrong, of course. Um, You know, and and I would I would think that probably Dubizzle. And what you're talking about with the Facebook community groups would be the way to go about that as well. Um, you know, I like your system of putting it outside and getting the cash so that it's contactless, just like we do with the delivery drivers, um, you know, and that's what I would do. And I, and I think what I would do is I would look at, first of all, start tracking all your expenses. You know, I'm a big believer in, in tracking your spending um, just so that you can try to find where you can cut 20%. You know, personally, I, I save over 60%, 70 80% of my salary some months. So a 20% loss of income really wouldn't affect me. So my point is that if you cut your expenses down a lot more, losing 20% of your salary is not really going to change your financial situation very much other than being able to save less.
0: So I suppose if she cuts her expenses, that's a, the first way to pay herself. And then Secondly, if she's got a nice collection of artwork that she can actually sell, I mean, you said the Facebook community groups, but there's actually, as we discussed earlier, the online marketplaces such as the Boonie or the Saffron Souk, she could actually sell her wares through those kind of sites and actually create a sort of regular income if she builds up momentum and, and, you know, creates a Facebook page and has a social media profile um and then you know she's obviously got the apartment to think about if she's got a spare bedroom i suppose if no one else is living in that she could also look to let that out
1: yeah absolutely i don't know what her family situation is she might have kids or somebody else that's already in that bedroom but if they're not absolutely don't let that one bedroom extra just go to waste and drain your money away
0: so if we round off here then zach what are your top tips for earning an income on the side you know what should people be doing right now to start diversifying how that income comes in. And I think one thing
1: to to talk about that we haven't talked about yet is that, you know, you need to make yourself more valuable to your job so you're less likely to get fired and need that other type of income. You know, make sure that you're out there asking what else can be done in your job, building up your skill sets for things that provide value, even if it's something that you might find difficult to learn. The harder it is to learn, the more likely it is that you can add real value to your company. Um, so, you know, try to improve and invest in yourself as well so that you are less likely to lose your job in the first place. So that, that's one thing that I definitely think needs to be addressed. Um, the second thing is deal with your big expenses. You know, Try to turn your housing into an income source instead of a drain on your income. Um, maybe downsize your car uh, if you need to, especially if you're, if you're finally driving that car of your dreams, but it's sucking up a giant portion of your salary. We know a lot of people do that here You know, maybe it's time to think about a more reasonable car. Um, And then, you know, things like clothing expenses and things like that. If you're not having to go into work, do you really need really fancy clothes? Like if you can't go out clubbing, do you really need really fancy clothes for that? Like, so think about areas where you can cut your expenses as well as diversifying your income. In terms of diversifying income, figure out what your community needs, what you're passionate about, um, and what you can realistically provide to people around you. Uh, that's you're comfortable doing.
0: Thank you for joining us, Zach.
1: You're so welcome. Thank you for having me on. It's been a pleasure.
0: Thank you this week to Zach Holes. If you have a question you would like to ask us, send it to pf at dot ae. That's pf for personal finance. Please do subscribe to the podcast in your podcasting app to receive weekly updates, and also leave us a review so we know what you think. This episode was produced by Arthur Edison. I've been your host, Alice Haynes.